Listen up. Just because you get paid for pictures does not make you a model. A model is a system or thing used as an example to follow. A model is someone or something one aspires to become. It's an example. Modeling success is here to assist talent in learning pride and true tactics for success in the industry. And welcome back to Modeling Success. Today we have with us one of my very dear friends, Miss Jody Sacco. Hi, Jody. Hi, Rye. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, friend. So Jody is over 15 years in business, starting businesses, coaching business owners, and really just pounding the pavement and being a trailblazer in personal development for business owners. So it's not just business related. It's also related to mindset strategy and truly knowing where you're going with your business. And she is kind enough to join us today to talk about our talent members and how to really start your own business and run your own business effectively. So Jody, thanks again for joining. What is it that you think is the most important uh, and crucial thing in um, owning a business? Well, there's certain fundamentals that I think a lot of people omit, Um, especially nowadays, I believe because of social media and the accessibility to becoming a business owner. um, A lot of the time they think they're in business, but they're actually not. Um, So there are these fundamentals that you need to have in place in order for it to even be a business. And it is possible to have a business. 100%. And if you really dove into how to do this right versus just winging it, Mm -hmm. you can save yourself a lot of headache, time, money, all of the heartache as well. My goodness. Yeah, I think that 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 was really what I've noticed is a lot of, especially the Insta famous or the TikTok famous, uh, it seems like they've just woken up one day and gone, oh, I'm going to run a business. But what the audience is not seeing or the the potential business owner is not seeing that there was a lot of work that went in prior to that. Um, And it's, it's not as easy as it looks, but yet if you can just follow a very simple system, it is accessible to anybody. And I think that we can help them with that. So I I think we can break down some (laughs) bullet points. Now, granted, we're not CPAs, we are not legal. So all of this is personal opinion. Um, You definitely need to consult your attorney and your CPA and do things um, legally compliant and all the things. However, we can give them some bullet points, Mm. nuggets, if you will, um, just some tricks to the trade or maybe some tips. Yeah. And they started massively valuable, right? I mean, you and I have often spoken about this, how, uh, the only, the only authority we have comes from the mistakes we've made and the lessons we've learned. And because of our true understanding of what our purpose is and how we want to serve others, that comes from a place of not wanting them to make the same mistakes we made. Well, about the business plan, I think that everyone in today's generation, especially the younger generation, they are going to feel they don't need a business plan, Mm. Uh, that that's old school way of thinking. However, the purpose of the business plan, I think, is what they're missing. Mm. So before we dive into that, I think the initial step is to consider what type of business you have today yeah, and what type of business you want to have. Ooh, good point. Right? That so is so true. What are we running here? What are the yep. two options? There's only two, mm-hmm. correct? 
So you either have a lifestyle business or you have a build to sell business, right? A build to sell. That's right. Yep. Um, Are those the only two tracks of business in today's world? Uh, I mean, if you had to summarize the two, I would say yes. Ultimately, they fall under one of those two. Um, But I think so many people have started a business based on either a hobby. That's something that they feel they can make money from. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's, they've seen somebody else making money and being famous on it. Mm-hmm. And so that feeds an ego and a self need. Yes. So, well, then I can have a business. Some have it on accident. Some have it totally by accident. They were solving a problem that mm-hmm. they didn't even realize at the time was going to be a full on business. And it was just an opportunity yeah. that they took. That's how I got my first yeah. business. Um, and I think other people have intention. Yeah. I agree. But at the end of the day, what is the intention of the business going to be? And what is the growth Mm. strategy, right? Is this a lifestyle business? And what that means is, is that it's just something that you're maintaining that's paying the bills that works for you. And, and it also suits your lifestyle choice. So perhaps you love traveling, perhaps you like the idea of being remote and still being able to work wherever the hell you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that for me is about a lifestyle business. If you have, um, yeah, whether it's a, a spouse or a partner or your friends, or maybe you're at college and you need to do something, it's it's after hours. Maybe this is your side hustle. That all kind of falls into that. It suits the way, your way of life. It fits into your choices in how your day runs. Whereas, you know, business to sell, that's going to be your all-consuming. Well, right? I think there's two things. I think there's two categories I always put everything into, which is asset and liability. Mm. So is your lifestyle business an asset to you or is it a liability to you? But long-term thinking, um, a lifestyle business isn't necessarily something you can sell. 100% correct. So build to sell, you are focused on this Mm -hmm. being something that you replace yourself in the business time and time and time again Mm -hmm. as the growth happens. And then poof, you have something to sell. You hit the nail on the head. Right. So the, the latter part of that business is, is what is the definition of a business? It's, it, it's a, a commercial profitable enterprise. Mm-hmm. It's something that should be running on its own. It shouldn't be reliant on you. Whereas the lifestyle business, what is the asset? The asset is you. Exactly. And how it's, can you sell that to someone can't else sell it. unless you go with it? Yes. And that's, I think, the missing piece that so many people don't realize. Yes. So listen up. First things first, asset or, uh, I'm sorry, first things first, lifestyle business or build to sell business. What type of business do you have? That would be the first thing to consider. Then you move on to finding an attorney and a CPA that fits your goals and the industry that you're in. So I would not recommend calling your mom and getting Aunt Karen's number who has a legal background that necessarily does not live in your state or work in your industry. You always want to get, in my opinion, advice from those who have the right to give it. A hundred percent. And that is such a key element right there. No good getting advice from someone who is out of state. There are little state legal compliance, right? Yeah, little nuances um, to the, every single state. So that's the uniqueness of being in the U.S. Well, and the industry that you're in. 
Totally. So being in the temp staffing, the 1099 contractor, the alcohol, like everything my businesses fall into, the legal laws change by county, they change by state. There you go. Ch- yeah, it's wild for us. So yeah. I know it's not that drastic for all businesses, mm-hmm. but it is something I think definitely want to have an attorney in the state that yeah. you're in, reviewing all the contracts, as well as contracts in the state you're doing business in. Mm. So having a network of attorneys, maybe even through platforms like Legally Smart um, yes. or um, Legal Zoom. I think a lot of these have access to attorneys mm. statewide with memberships. So at the end of the day, what we want to just make sure to tell everyone is that they need to consult their legal team and definitely know their state compliance. So moving on, then you run into your classification of businesses. Mm. Yes. And now that's also something you want to uh, consult um, a specialist. You don't want to ask Aunt Nelly again about no. what type of business you should have. And so there are different types of, of ways that you can create the business. It could be an LLC, it could be an S corp, it could be a C corp, but all of those decisions are only, you can only make them once you get the information from the experts. Well, and you have to know what type of business you're going to have and what the game plan is. So if this is a lifestyle business for you, you have a tax ID number, that's great. Mm -hmm. But are we under the right classification? Could you be saving money by self-employment tax and all these things that you are up against with an LLC that Mm -hmm. maybe aren't necessary because you are a true employee of your Mm -hmm. own company? Yeah. So knowing those things is all very valuable and will save you a lot of money. Yes. And Rye, one of the best pieces of advice I ever received was always hire to your weakness. And most of the time as a entrepreneur, and if some of you are even thinking to yourself, what I need, a, I need legal advice. I need, I need to set up a, a business formation. Like what is an LLC? <laughs> well, hopefully you're listening to this because this is going to save you a lot of <laughs> headaches down the road, but, but just know that you, you're excellent at what you do. So you have some kind of expertise and you are offering a service or, or you've created a product that's solving problems for people. You can't be good at everything. And it's one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make oh, is yes. they try to do it all because they want to save money, but they land up killing themselves in the long term because they don't have that expertise. So don't be scared to send, spend the money. You need it. Well, I I know already they're thinking, oh my gosh, these ladies are saying I need a legal team. I need a CPA. It's all sounds so expensive. Mm. The true expensive piece is not doing that from the get go. Yep. Yep. Learning the hard way, paying citations, paying fines, things you wish you would have known. I mean, late payments on, so two experiences, like I said at the beginning of this call that I'd love to share the, share the mistakes and the failing forward. So you never have to experience this, but the, the cost of not doing your taxes with a professional is gigantic because what happened to me in one of our businesses is I left it all to the last minute mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd been collecting all my receipts and I had all my bits and pieces and we were so, bela- so, so delayed and behind that, that they prepared the tax return without using any of my receipts to reduce my income. Your write-offs, yeah. And so they were basically useless. So all that time I'd spent and then the fine that came, 
it was it was virtually thousands. Yeah. Yes, I know. I made a mistake of changing a um, a a classification. Mm. So from an LLC to an S corp, self employment tax alone on the funds from the time of the month that we switched the write-offs against the income. And when that was done, cost me exponential amount of money. That was not necessary because it was done sloppy. Yeah. And it wasn't done by someone who was qualified to do this. So, yeah. yeah, So don't make these mistakes. It's terrible because it's unnecessary. (laughs) It is. But unless you look at the big picture, Mm. it's the only person's fault is our own. Yeah. So, And like you said, Perhaps we could also go back to the fact that we didn't have access to this kind of information when we started our businesses. So really nowadays, everybody has access to this. You have no excuse. I think you just need to do your due diligence. And that's what I wish I did differently. I wish, you know, um, Elon Musk said it best. I did not go to Harvard, but people who work for me did. Mm Mm-hmm. And you need to hire the right people to be on your team. That's why he's one of my role models. Yeah, right. I saw and that. Besides being South African. And I just think that's the coolest <laughs> thing because I'm South African too, in case you didn't hear you the didn't funny accent. <laughs> so um, obviously picking the right classification and then trademarks, mm. state filings. These things oh are my all goodness. so important. Again, you can check your name. Your name might be available in the state, but it's not available in a trademark. So yes. that's potentially down the road. You've built this business, you have 10 mm. years in, and someone comes after you because they have trademarked your name. Yes. And you never looked into the trademark. Yeah. So, so I mean, we're, we're not being paid by any of these companies that, that we name drop here, um, just so everybody knows. But but an organization like Legal Shield is, it, it's so uh, so accessible for a, a startup business and you get services like they can check on trademarks for you. They can also file for the trademarks and it's very inexpensive. Yes. And you can also do it yourself. You can go to the USPTO and check things out yourself and do a little check. But is that check the only check that's out there? Mm. I don't know, right? So yeah. with laws forever evolving and change forever happening, you have to stay up with it. I'm not up and savvy to the trademark stuff. Mm. So I'm going to call most likely a very expensive trademark person mm-hmm. and just get to the bottom of it instead of wasting time and money. So totally, totally. again, do what you're good at and get back to making the money 100%. and doing what you're good at and hire around you. But yes. I don't want to intimidate anyone in the sense of things sound so serious. Mm-hmm. They are. However, they're completely feasible. It's completely doable. And all you have to do is consult someone who again, can speak on that topic Mm -hmm. because of their experience. So don't call your mom, don't call your cousin, don't call your, Mm -hmm. you know, truly call a mentor of yours Mm -hmm. and ask for five minutes of time and go through a bullet point. Yeah. You know, um, even more effectively would be to send an email of bullet point questions to that mentor and say, if you don't have five minutes on the phone, do you mind answering these for me? And just get to the bottom of it. Yeah. So Um, that's such a good point. They, Maybe maybe the audience needs to know this. There are so many people out there who are willing to truly help somebody who they can see is dedicated, and it it they don't mind giving you, you know, five minutes of their time. But be organized, right? So don't just go in there and not know what you're going to ask. Be very specific. 
to the point. Direct. Direct. With intention. Yes. Everything with intention. Yes. One of our mentors that you and I share that we are both very close to um, always says, don't, don't approach me and ask for five minutes of Mm-mm. my time. No. Approach me with the question that you have if you're going to approach me because now you've already wasted my time. Yes. So yes, if you're going to approach a mentor, definitely just come out of the gate with mm-hmm. confidence and knowing where you're going. Yeah. 100%. So definitely look into all of those. But when it comes to true compliance, you also have to think about your website, your social media, and everything you have out there. So privacy mm. policies in terms of service are two things people most often skip over on their websites. Absolutely. And people are paid to sit mm. on the web and find those. Yep. Uh, handicap accessible websites. Like there are some mm. mind blowing laws out there yeah. that you want to really be careful of because they, the government does just pay people to find mm-hmm. these yeah. businesses online. That it's so true. It. And keep your, keep your terms and conditions uh, and your privacy policies up to date, especially when you are running your own landing page or website. There is actually a little place that you have to go in and update it and make sure it's, it's, you know, 2022. So, you know, earmark it right now or whenever this airs, make sure you've updated that date. It's a simple thing like that. Every year, just on the first, you should probably go in and update your website at the bottom. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, I agree with that hundred percent. And I think it's something we probably all are an afterthought, but it needs to be marked on the calendar and definitely kept up to date. Definitely. So now that we have liability insurance, web and social presence, uh, compliance and all the things, now we move on to what people dread most and that's the business plan. (laughs) Why do you say ultimately to your daughter who's 10 to go write me a business plan? Yeah, because I wanted her to take her ideas from her brain and put them down in some kind of visual format, whether that be written, whether it looked like a, like a drawing, whether it doesn't matter what it looks like. The point is, is that an idea is just an idea. If it's stuck in your head, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything unless it's documented. And there's some, there's some psychology that happens between, between transferring an idea from your brain into the scene. It's going to inspire. It's going to motivate. It's also going to give you a little bit of fear, which is good. We need fear. We need adrenaline. Those are the things that keep us vigilant. Yeah, and you need challenge. And you need to know, okay, what is my challenge? Now, would I recommend writing a 20-page business business proposal and giving me an entire five-year PNL and budgets. And I, I really, for, for our audience, I, I wouldn't recommend that because all it's going to do is it's going to prevent you from doing anything. So don't worry about that. It doesn't have to look any specific way. The point is, is you get it out of your brain onto paper. And all you should have in that business plan is what is your vision? What is your mission? Who do you serve? What products and services are you selling? How much are the things going to cost? And what else have I forgotten there? Um, what it's going to cost to purchase uh, any kind of things you need to make the business run? Do you need to get a, sh- a shop front? Do you need to buy a coffee machine? Or do you need to buy a laptop so you can do something online? It really is just documenting all the elements of a business and putting it in one, one place. 
Right. So you know where you're going. So the vision is clear and drafted. But I think before that, you have to determine how is this thing, the business, going to make money? Yeah. Because without making money, you don't have a business. Exactly. It's a hobby. Mm. It might be a charity. Like it might be something yeah. completely different, right? Yeah. And There's I see- for profit and non-for-profit. Non yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always see the business plan used, it used to be where you had your, your marketing strategy, you had your, your you forecast all, all your financials, you, you know, had all the, the mission vision, all of that. And I almost see them as two separate entities now. They go hand in hand, but the marketing strategy, the thing that brings in the leads and makes the the cash flow start to come in is I feel almost it's it's if not more valuable than writing out the idea of what this business is because if you don't know how to make the money then this business plan and this idea it's not going anywhere my suggestion is to always start with the who what when why where mm. and if you can draft a who what when why where which is essentially what you brought up, but yeah. yours was in further depth. If you can't draft that, you need to stop right there. Yes. Revisit until you can nail that down. Because mm -hmm. if yeah, you don't great know advice. what your purpose is, where you're going, why you're doing this, yeah. then what are we doing? Should we talk about purpose a bit? Because that might be a like a flowery, fancy... We can talk about purpose. We love sure. purpose. But I do want to say real quick about the business plan. It's that the, knowing your goals and where you're going is mm. going to provide you with the ultimate direction. A hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And if you have a purpose attached to that, mm. but you can constantly be reminded. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a 10-page Word document by no. any means. Will it get there eventually? Yes. Oh, totally. When you yeah. dive in and you are on a growth strategy, absolutely. You start um, adding and yeah. But I think after you have your goals and why you're doing what you're doing, now you now you move on to business owner habits mm. and purpose is within those habits, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the goals, um, I always, I'm a very visual person and I, uh, when I understood the the importance um, of of having goals, because I've always been a, a very kind of a hippie, uh, blow with the wind. I was always petrified that I was going to miss out if I was too focused on one thing. Like I, I, I went FOMO. It was terrible. <laughs> and I mean, I still get that with my meals. That's why I share meals when we hang out. But um, it it drove me crazy. Like I, I I could not set goals at the beginning of the year. But what that turned into was no direction. And so for me, I explained goals are like getting into a, a, a vehicle in a foreign country. You're in Paris, you just hired a car. Now you have to drive to your hotel. If, if you don't have the, the address of where you are going, you are going to drive around Paris and probably get stuck in one of those circles for hours and hours and days and days, right? So if you don't have that GPS coordinate, you are never, ever going to get there in the time you want to get there. You might get there by accident. A hundred percent. Wow. But it's going to take a hell of a lot longer. So working smarter would be having the address and putting that thing or even, you know, map. We used to have to use yeah. maps. Well, I mean, that's why I say like the GPS, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's just that it's that end coordinate. So what is your end coordinate? And then build everything backwards from that. So I know that I want to go and stay at the Paris Hotel in Paris because that sounds amazing. 
And, and so how am I going to get there? And guess what happens? Sometimes there is a roadblock. Sometimes there's construction. What does my navigation do? Recalibrates. Reroutes you. It reroutes you. And that will be the same of you as a business owner. But if you don't have that end goal, again. And I think for our teams, I mean, especially, you know, those listening, it's so wild because I have my own business because I'm self-employed and I'm booking myself endlessly. This is amazing. It's like, yes, it is. Well, I'm going to make six figures this year. Fantastic. But what if you could work half the hours and still make that six figures? Mm -hmm. What if you could work smarter in some capacity? Yeah. What if you could maybe make more than six figures working the same amount of hours? People aren't thinking without outlining it and knowing what the purpose is Mm. or what the goal is. Yeah. You're not thinking about all the other opportunity that you might Uh miss over it throughout the entire year. Well, think about it this way. You could, you could, um, it could, let's go back to our driving in Paris. It could take you the same amount of time to get to a three-star hotel as it could get to a five-star hotel. Which would you rather stay in? What's your goal? Do you want to be making eight figures? Do you want to be making six figures? But if you haven't asked yourself those questions, if Where you're are you going to land up? It's your belief lid too. Oh gosh. Now that's, well, we that's can talk for hours on that. Well, we could. It might be its own little podcast. <laughs> I the think belief so. Lid podcast. <laughs> but um, it's exciting because when you sit and think and you identify the purpose and the goal, uh, you don't have to know how you're going to get there. You just know I'm going to get to Paris this year. That's the, the end, goal. The end. Right. Yeah. Then you can work things backwards. And with our team, what I see is everyone has um, a lot of opportunity to be making multiple streams of revenue and they're not because they're not doing it properly. Mm. And so that's what we're doing today is we're trying to help not only with the fundamentals of things, Mm. getting things going. What I see you and I doing is visiting this every month together and talking about the realms of opportunity Mm. and how to properly go about it. So they don't learn the hard way. Yes. Learn the smarter way. So back to purpose, you know, um, some business owner habits, let's throw these down. Yes. You've got an AM routine. Every mentor on the planet. Oh, have a mentor. Let's start there. <laughs> oh, yes. Have a mentor. Have a mentor um, or a coach, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. this could be free. Yeah. These could be people you follow on totally. Instagram. But it's about being um, dedicated to your goal and your vision. Yeah. And it's about not being an asshole. And what I mean by that is people who are going to constantly learn from these people and not do anything Mm. about it. They're going to ask, how do I, and not implement anything. Yeah. They're not going to take the advice given by a qualified Mm. individual. And Mm. that drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, you saw one of my favorite sayings is, is knowledge. I don't, I don't believe knowledge is power. I believe it's, it's only implied power. You have to put massive amounts of action behind it for it to actually be powerful. So you can't just go and ask for advice and then never do it yourself. Mm. Look at these bombs you're dropping today. These are profound. I like it. They're little golden nuggets. Yes, they are. Okay, so let's talk about business owner habits. If you are a true business owner and you are going to meet those goals, surpass those goals, and then potentially double and triple Mm. those goals in the years to come, what are some of the things that all business owners do? Well, as you uh, alluded to there earlier, every single one of them have a morning routine. And that morning routine consists of getting up before anybody else in the house, 
There is some kind of quiet time that they have with themselves. There is some, uh, my recommendation is uh, there is a visualization. There is some kind of journaling. There is writing your goals down every single day. It's like I was coaching a client earlier and um, just imagine um, a, a building and, and the cornerstone of this building is this morning routine. And, and it's like a game of Jenga. If you forget to put that corner brick in, the entire thing's going to collapse. And so as a business owner, you see each day as an independent opportunity. You don't worry about the past. You don't worry about what's coming ahead. You just focus on, here's my opportunity. But if you're not making sure you put that that cornerstone in there, your day is not going to go well. And most of these routines are free, I want to say. Oh, they are absolutely free. So the journaling, you can journal about gratitude. Yes. Uh, Three things of gratitude, speaking Mm. in the tense that you already have these items. I am grateful for my 250 users at launch. Mm -hmm. I am grateful for Mm. 75 bookings this month. I am grateful for the $10,000 in my checking account. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel authentic... Um, play with different word tracks. So you could say something like, I, I battled with the I, I am grateful part because my brain kept on tricking me, saying to me, yeah, but you don't have it. So, so by playing with different word tracks, you could say something like, I'm so happy and grateful that money flows to me freely from multiple sources of income. So it's not, it's not like I have the money, but it's flowing to me. I know it's flowing to me. You have to believe it yourself. But you have to believe it. So say it in a way that is present, but it's also something that you can truly believe. That's so right? good. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So we've got our morning routine. We've got our gratitude journal. Yes. We have our goals. Goals. Absolutely. You cannot write down your goals enough mm-hmm. in the daytime. You can write them down mm-hmm. in the morning and every night. Yeah. They can change. They can. They can evolve. on how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, you could be focused on one thing in the morning and have a goal at night, mm-hmm. but consistently writing these goals down yeah, and not excessive. We don't need 50 goals. Again, again, guys, if you, if you have too many things on a list, nothing's going to ever be done. So, you know, if you do have an extensive list, maybe uh, you, you write down three or four of them at different parts of the day to get them all covered. Right. Yeah. Um, something else successful business owners do is they have some kind of, uh, very specific routine and, and, um, calendar management. So you're not just going into your day with lists of things to do. You know that every morning when you get into the office, there is a very specific task you do as you open your laptop. Then you know what you're doing when you know when you're having lunch. You know, when you, you have a break time towards every task. Yes. Okay. So we put limits on it. You put limits. You have to know what, one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give anybody starting out is to be successful, know yourself better than anything else. Because if you understand your limitations, you can hire to your weakness, but you can also work to your strengths. I know for me, I'm easily distracted. I can't focus on a task for more than 25 minutes. So that's what I set my timer for and I don't let anything else distract me. So how do you manage that then? You set all of your to-do lists in 25 minute increments? 
that's how I do um, my my. So they're different tasks. I'll tell you what what I do is I use a concept of a default diary. You can Google it, and basically what it does is it takes everything that you every task you need to do in a day and it you break it up into five or six sectors. So it could be I need to do I need to do marketing. I then need to do sales calls. I then need to uh, record content. I then need to uh, reply to emails or something else it could be. But let's say you, you have five main functions in your day and they're color coordinated. So I know that I always am best for content creation on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday. So I'm going to block out those days with the color, not necessarily the actual thing I'm going to do, but that's, I know those are the, that's the allocation to that task. My, I know for my sales calls that people are way more going to answer their phones between the hours of eight and 10 in the morning. And again, at three and four in the afternoon. So I block those out for sales calls and I get very, very disciplined. If I have an invite that comes in and it's not for, it's not the time when I'm supposed to be doing those things, I'm simply not available. I'm not available at that time. So that this basically comes down to discipline. You're holding yourself accountable to yourself, almost as if you have a boss or someone, yep. whoever that higher power is yeah. that you're reporting to. Yeah. And how did you find out that 25 minutes was your threshold? Well, because I consume massive amounts of information <laughs> via books. And I found this one little book <laughs> that I love. It's called The Pomodoro Effect. And it's on uh, Audible, or you can also find it on Blinkist. If you don't know about Blinkist, um, it's a fantastic app. It takes, um, you know, a, a two, three-hour book and breaks it down into the cliff notes of each chapter. I love it. And the Pomodoro effect was basically like the little kitchen timer. It's a tomato in Italian, as you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it was based on that concept of, you know, after 20 25 minutes, the bell would go off and it becomes like this Pavlov's dog thing. Um, for me personally, I knew that um, if I, it, like, if I'm coaching, I can coach 45 minutes and love it. If we're doing a podcast, I can talk two hours and not, it doesn't bother me. But when I'm doing tasks that are not my strength, that's when I battle to do them. And so I took the 25 minutes, this concept of you have like these little segments of time Uh, So I need to do a PowerPoint presentation. I know it's going to take me two hours to do it because I'm a perfectionist and I want to move things around and do everything. But this allowed me to say I'm going to need four 25-minute slots. So then I put every single Tuesday I have to do a presentation for a Wednesday call. So I have those four segments in my Tuesday calendar blocked out. Mm -hmm. 25 was just an amazing spot for me because I didn't have to look at my phone constantly. I could turn everything off. I, and the most beautiful thing, and here's another things business owners do, is they finish tasks. Successful people finish tasks. Oh, there's nothing more gratifying than just crossing that off your list. I mean, we. I think too, a lot of us have handwritten lists. And that's fine. 
because digital lists are not as, I mean, it just doesn't feel the same as it does scratching off the item on your list. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, we, you, you see it's different in different generations. You know, for us, you and I, we hand wrote our final exams at college, whereas, you know, my kids are typing, they, they're fifth grade notes, right? It's no one knows the pain of the typewriter and taking out the white, the black ink to put the white ink in to do the reverse. Oh my goodness. When you make it, made a mistake, (laughs) but that's okay. Uh, We went and trailed away and we made the mistakes and now we're sitting here today trying to give people a 10 minute version of how to start and run a business. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that might've been a lot of information that I just gave there. So let me, I'll just summarize it. So you want to have a routine that starts in the morning up before everybody else. You want to make sure you have a very specific um, default in your day in terms of what, what are the, the main things that you need to get done, tasks in the day, and you allocate that throughout the week. Um, And then always bookend your day at the end of the day. Celebrate your wins. There's this very important thing that happens in our brain. It's called the reticular activating system. It's a fancy word. It basically just means that our brain starts to look for, for more things that we like So we're talking about praise and reflection. So when you celebrate your wins in the day, your subconscious is going to automatically start looking for more ways that you can win, more ways you can be successful. And we could, I could spend an entire, no, it's not linked to that at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's simply, um, it's called the RAS. It's the reticular activating system. And I tell you how it works. If, um, think about a car that you've, you've wanted to purchase in the past that you didn't have. Well, like a red car. And then you start seeing red cars everywhere you go. That's because of the RAS. That's exactly what that is doing. So once you put that thought in your brain, your mind actively starts looking for it. That's what's happening. And so we want to, as business owners, start creating that success loop. Okay. So in addition to that, um, we will also say that you need to self, um, empowerment. Yes. Self-education. Yep. Always be very, very in the know, um, Mm. on always furthering yourself and making sure you're in the right room, Mm. surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, surrounding yourself all with people that are focused on the same goal and making sure that you are in the right room. Mm. And don't, don't be afraid to be, uh, the, the least smartest in the room. That's where you have the most growth. A hundred percent. Never, ever be intimidated by, by a room of it's how you're going to succeed. It's exactly how, because if you're sitting in a room with all your buddies and you are the smartest person and they're all doing the same thing and you're trying to grow, you're the growth is going to be very minimal. Yeah. Okay. And then also there's a couple of things, receipts, mileage logs, and do your taxes. Oh my goodness. You've yes. Please do your taxes. <laughs> do those items as business owners. Um, I think that we could do separate podcasts on a lot of these bullet points to yeah. elaborate a lot more um, and take it further for individuals. But I think for now, those that are just Running their own business as we speak, there are some things you want to make sure to tackle. If you haven't done for this year, make sure 2023 is a success. And if they have any questions to consult people that are qualified to give that advice, Mm. it's probably the biggest mistake I feel people make. Yes. Good point. Asking the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're asking qualified people. And um, what is our favorite saying about the quality of the question? 
Mm, that will determine the quality of the answer. Yes. So make sure how you ask your question is is right um, to make sure you get the right answer from those. So thank you, Jody, for uh, joining us. And I hope you come back and we can elaborate on some of these topics down the road. But in the meantime, thank you so much for your time and coming by. You're welcome. All right, everyone. It's Jody Sacco. You can find her on Instagram at Jody Sacco. Follow her for some business tips, uh, LinkedIn as well, and here on Modeling Success in the Future. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us at the table of Modeling Success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and you can find me on all social channels, mainly Instagram, LinkedIn, and ryandonatelli.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and meet us here every week where we will be discussing the actual happenings that no one wants to openly talk about in the talent and entertainment industry. 